Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm co-host, Katie. So today, we're going to talk about one of our investigations at a uh, residential home here in Kentucky. And we want to give a shout out to Paranormal Association of Kentucky, or PAC for short. They had a uh, possible demonic activity going on, but it was too far away for them to uh, get to at the time. So they passed the information on over to us, and then we reached out, talked to the client. They told us what was going on, what they were experiencing going on in their uh, their house. And we decided that that was enough to go on, and we should do an investigation. So this lead took us to the western part of Kentucky. And it was me, Katie, Courtney, and Allie. Now, along the way, we decided, you know, we don't wear a lot of masks. We don't really go anywhere where we need to wear a mask. And usually, majority of all of our investigations are either out in the open or in abandoned buildings, stuff like that. So we get almost out there and realize, what if they want us to wear a mask? So we don't have any. I, I had one. I, I, I came prepared. Okay. I actually had one in my you pocket had one. ready because I had I know. one in my truck. Courtney and Allie didn't have any. So we pulled over and found some. And in the process, Allie broke my coffee cup that I got from Missouri. Thank you, Allie. It was priceless. It's my favorite coffee cup. But and anyway. She broke the coffee cup, and I was my awkward self to the dollar store associate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. You need, you need to tell our listeners about your little conversation with the sales associate. <laughs> So, um, I don't know if, uh, that associate will ever come across this podcast. Um, if you do, I'm so sorry. My brain doesn't always relay the messages. My mouth just goes and says it things sometimes. And when I asked for help, you had shorter hair than, you know, what I was expecting. So when you turned around, like I thought at first, I thought it was a man. So I was like, sir, excuse me. And then you said to turn around. And I was like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I really am. I shouldn't have even done it. I should have just said, excuse me. Can you help me? Once again, I'm so sorry. How dare you assume their gender? I feel so bad because I, like, I was like, oh, I just came off as like complete bitch that poor associate she's probably thinking excuse me i don't want to be called that and i'm over here just assuming so i felt so horrible and the look she gave me uh, she kind of giggled so i think i was in the good there <laughs> yeah got let off the hook you were embarrassed and it was funny oh yeah i'm so awkward this is why i don't mind talking to uh you know ghost spirits the dead uh yeah I'm less awkward around them. The living, they scare me. And then going back, you said you came prepared. Guys, 
she wore her demon slayer shirt to go to a demon investigation. Hey, all my anime lovers will appreciate that. Anyways. Although, if we ran into the demons they deal with, yeah, we would have never survived. Never. Are, is that you tapping stuff? I'm not tapping. You wasn't just tapping things. No. I don't hear it now. What am I going to... It I had my hands like, on my leg. It leg. sounded like you, like, you know, you had two little fingers and you were... No. Doing that on a table. My hands are on my legs. All right, so we got some ghost noise through our audio. It's all right. Something moved behind me earlier on one of my live videos on TikTok. I heard something, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just a cat. But the cat's right beside me like he is now. And turned around, I could see the cord still moving, but there was nothing there. Was this before or after you were doing a test run on YouTube Live and not paying attention and just had viewers watching you stare off into oblivion doing nothing? Well, this was before. <laughs> if you want to see awkward people, I'm your gal. You can find me on TikTok, Paranatural Villain, where I make a fool of myself and try to educate you on our investigations and cool stuff. Okay, so our clients was a uh, an elderly couple, and they invited us out after talking to us, and we decided we wanted that investigation. Talking to them, we come to find out that there is, I'm not ready. I'm not as organized as I normally am. I'm not ready. This is just raw people because uh, he's the one who has to be out organized and have his notes in line. And then he's like, oh, are you ready for it? Yeah. Did you write notes? No. I did research. I'll jot stuff down, but I have like a chaotic organized mess, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's me. Okay, so here's just a, a little brief stuff that they were encountering now they had pictures of orbs we know 99 percent of the time orbs are just dust particles water moisture in the air bugs debris anything but there's always just that that slight percent chance of germs that lysol doesn't kill that it could be something but she has videos around her grandson playing, and there's blue orbs flying around him. Then there was orbs in her room. She had a video of, she has this, I don't know, five-foot Jesus. It's just a stuffed doll that looks like Jesus that her grandson sleeps with. Well, she has a video of the Jesus, his like stomach and chest area, raising up and down like he's breathing. <clears throat> then she was sitting in her living room. She was watching TV. 
she, now we wasn't there, but she said she had the TV on. She was watching TV and she felt like a presence sit down in the seat beside her. So she pulls her phone out and she starts recording. But the recording picks up no audio from the TV. What it does pick up, it sounds like a whisper saying, get outside. Now, there's also the problem with the upstairs neighbor. Now, we was unfortunate unfortunate to talk with the up, upstairs neighbor. They went home. Uh, we couldn't get a hold of them. But they feel that the upstairs neighbor is a woman and her son. The son in around his 30s, I don't know, plus or minus. She said there's nothing wrong with the son. He doesn't look like he's, he doesn't have any abnormalities or features wrong with him. But she says it's just hard to look at him. You might give him a glance or something and then immediately you'll look away. You're just uncomfortable when you look at him. And then they went to take their trash out. They live in a, an apartment complex if you didn't gather from the upstairs neighbor. But they went to throw their trash out, and they found photo albums from the upstairs neighbor, photos of the upstairs neighbor, what they said were witchcraft and like just demonic-looking pictures. They couldn't show any of them to us. They didn't keep any of them. They didn't want any of them. They didn't bring them in their house, which I understand. I wouldn't be bringing other stuff I find in trash, you know, dumpsters or anything like that. I wouldn't bring that in my house either. Now, she believes that the upstairs neighbor is doing some kind of satanic rituals, summoning demons or something, and she believes that they are having issues from that. There was other encounters where she was asleep and then she felt something grab her hand and try to yank her out of the bed. Uh, after our we did our investigation, she reached out to me and said she forgot about something that happened few weeks prior to this was uh, she woke up and for her first three breaths that she took after she woke up, she was literally grasping for him, uh, couldn't breathe. In her words, it felt like each breath was her last. So we get out there, we go in, we introduce ourselves. They have a dog, Lily. I believe that was her name, Lily. It was a nice I dog. I believe so. It was a nice dog. It was a sweet dog. Allie had fun. Just I think she she took notes and petted the dog for the majority of the investigation. Like 
that's all she came for was to break my mug and pet Lily. But as we sat down to start asking our routine questions of when did it start? What are you experiencing? You know, have you bought anything uh, pre-owned or used from yard sale or Goodwill or anything like that and brought it in? As we're sitting there doing our preliminary questionings, I'm sitting in the kitchen and the where I'm angled at, I can see down the hallway to the back bedroom and the back bedroom door was open. And then all of a sudden, something just starts rolling across the floor in that bedroom. So, you know, I was excited. I don't know if we got it on film because I was over here like, did you get that? Did you get that? Did you get the, go get that. And it turns out it was just a bag of clothes that was stacked on top of another bag of clothes. Can't say for certain, but I'm pretty sure that it just, the weight of it just finally, the one underneath kind of decompressed and that one finally just toppled over. And that's what we saw. Now, we started our investigation off in the living room. We left everything the way they normally keep it. The lights on, TV running. And we tried to see if we could get some audio and video recordings with the TV not playing in the background. And we did get that, just um, not the way we were hoping to get that. After going back and looking, Courtney forgot to plug the mic up into the camera. And so for that one camera angle, there is no audio. Cool thing about that, though, is the other camera was running, so we picked up all the audio for yeah. that angle. Yeah, we had... We had multiple cameras going. Right. Just, uh, you know, Courtney dropped the ball there. Got to turn it on. <laughs> and charge it. And what else? Lay off of the feet. That's not, that's <laughs> not Courtney. That's Aaron. <laughs> But other than that, no, we did not. We was unable to reenact that occurrence. Oh, oh, I know something else. Okay. Jury always has to wear a hat because in certain lightings, it glares off the bald head. And we don't want people thinking that's paranormal. That's natural people. That is that is just jury's bald head. For your information, thank you. That is not <laughs> why I wear a hat. Uh-huh. There's even there's videos of me with without a hat. There is. Uh I believe it was our Spurlington tunnel. Uh, no, Spurlington I made the comment, tunnel. Oh my gosh, did you see the sun reflecting off the bald head? And me and Courtney was laughing at you. Well, I was wearing my hat in Spurlington Tunnel. Yeah, until we got to the vent, you took it off for a second. Oh, and then I lit up the whole the whole tunnel. Oh yeah, it was like a disco ball. 
where was we at? You done got me sidetracked on. So he's in the living room, had the TV on. Courtney messed up by not having the microphone on, but we got the audio still. Right. Now, we went to the back bedroom, but I, I guess I forgot. During our uh, interview questions, when we had that bag roll across the floor, it was either you or it was Courtney. I can't remember at the moment. One of y'all immediately went on back there and started filming. That may have been Courtney, honestly. I knew I started, to, I was taking pictures during some of the interview, but I didn't do no filming. Okay, so if Courtney went back there, then we have all of the video, but none of the audio. So if something was back there talking, we don't know. No, that was the stationary that she would have had. Allie had the night vision one. No, during the questions, Allie was taking notes. Dang, she was. Where was I at? Was I there? Apparently not. Oh, Lord. So, anyways, the Courtney went back there. She had our night vision camera along with her. Without the mic, we have no audio. We later on after after the investigation after or after the questions we went on back there we put up a stationary camera in the back bedroom we had two stationary two other stationary cameras we had one in the hallway one in the living room then I had a camera Courtney had a camera you had a camera Allie was switching off. And kind of helping each investigator. Yeah. I think she done most of the film with the night vision camera for us. Mm -hmm. We went, because we had that activity back there, we went back and double checked it. Or potential activity, potential activity. We had that potential activity back there. We went ahead and checked it again. That's also where Jesus was, which Jesus was all through the house. They're a very religious couple. There is crosses, crucifix, Bibles, Jesus, portraits, all throughout the house on every wall. Um, but we went back there, done some videos, asked some questions, didn't get anything that go around we pulled out the emf and then we pulled out um i can't even think of the name of it but it records and reads the sound waves so we went through checking to see how strong the sound waves were because the lower frequency sound waves if they're coming through really strong they can cause you to hallucinate feel things get anxiety disoriented uh, they can give you headaches they can they can even mess with your blood pressure so 
We was testing that. We did find in the hallway there was some low-frequency sound waves that were kind of high. And we got spikes from the EMF right in the hallway. And this is where her grandson, he likes to play. He's got his little laptop or his tablet out. He's watching his little shows and he's dancing all around. He's having a good little time. And that's where she got the video of the blue orbs. But now when I went back and I was watching that video, he was wearing a blue shirt, a blue jacket. And the humidity was a little high in their apartment. I'm pretty positive that it was just water molecules reflecting back the blue in his shirt. Now, trying to hunt down the spike from the EMF and trying to figure out where those high, low-frequency sound waves were coming from, it took a little while because we were getting... The EMF was spiking in three or four different places. We got it around uh, all those baby dolls in the spare room, in the doorway of that room that's right in the hallway, in the center of the hallway, and then back in that room again on top of uh, some kind of cabinet, there was a jar. And in that jar was their father's World War II parachute. Now, we did discover that there's another door in the hallway, and that's where their water heater is and their uh, air con- their unit for their air conditioning and their heat and an old, it had to be old wiring for a, a light for that small little room. And right where that light was, was producing some massive EMF readings. Yeah, and you would know as soon as you moved away from the area, it was going back down. But as soon as you stepped in, like, just like a foot or two, I don't even think it was, like, just a foot maybe, range, you was feeling it. Yeah. Because you could, it, it also let off, like, even though it was, like, a low-frequency noise, for people who have, like, the neurodivergent type brain, such as myself, you can hear like electricity sometimes. I know that sounds weird. Yeah, you can hear the the buzzing sound of it. Yes, <laughs> I could hear the buzzing sound. It was all night that night. I was going, oh, I even had a headache by the time we left. Well, they can do that. And see, yeah. fun fun little fact. So the humans cannot hear, even if your hearing was perfect, you can't hear under 20 hertz. 19 hertz is the resonating frequency for your eyeballs. So a strong enough 19 hertz, you wouldn't hear it, but it would make your eyeballs vibrate, causing you to see black spots, or shadows, hallucinate, this, that, and the other. And it's all from just a sound wave.
Hey searchers, if you are enjoying the podcast, we now have a listener support program where you can help us find and create more content for the show. It's completely voluntary. All donations will be used to grow the show. So look for the little support button and give it a click. We thank you for listening and as always, keep searching. I can believe that I was actually sitting here today on my phone and kept hearing this buzzing noise. And I was like, what is that? Is there a fly or something around me? So I'm like sitting there looking and there's nothing, but I can still hear it. So I get closer and I realize it is the plug-in for my phone, like the piece that goes into the socket. And Corey was like, oh, there's no way you can hear that. I was like, yes, I can hear the electricity running through it. I unplugged it and it stopped and I was like, okay. Yeah, I probably wouldn't use that outlet no more if you can if you can hear it. Which your yeah. house is old and uh that was not professionally built. It's no. It's a one <laughs> it's a one floor house with multiple levels. <laughs> that's the that's the yeah. best way I can describe your house. It's slightly leaning the doorways. If you look at the, the door frame, the framing of the doors, one side is significantly closer to the ceiling than the other side. You put a ball oh, down, no, this, everything this will, rolls. Yeah. This will set up, set up everybody straight on just how non even this house is. We had a coffee table with wheels on it in the living room and at night you would randomly hear it smashing the wall because it <laughs> rolled down the damn floor finally and eventually hit the wall or you could just walk by it and just one little wooden plank's gonna just be the leverage for it and there it goes rolling again so it's very uneven and you've had uh how many encounters with uh flying fan blades just in this house alone, three. <laughs> I don't like fans, ceiling fans. It's a no-no for me. I like box fans and other type of fans. But ceiling fans are a no-go. My future house will not have them, and if it does, I will take the fan blades off. It will not have. I will not be getting decapitated by a fan blade. That's not how I would be taken out of this life. <laughs> I'm more likely to get taken out by touching an animal that I shouldn't touch because I like animals, not by a damn fan blade. Now, unless you had something else you want to discuss about your house, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into the uh, investigation. Yeah, that's great because my house is direct. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> so. We had, again, we had stationary cameras everywhere. We had our own handheld cameras. We stepped back in and started asking questions in the, the back bedroom where Jesus was. And as usual, we got something. Uh, they called me an idiot. The 
Uh, nothing likes me. At every investigation, there's always some kind of response that's either telling me to fuck off, leave, you're an idiot, go away. Hearing idiot was funny, though, because I automatically thought Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> and you know like, what? Bobby's here with us. <laughs> His hair was thinning, too, on top. Thank you. <laughs> and we also got um, a Pete Rogers now doing some investigation or research on Pete Rogers and I have it on my phone I can read that better than my messy handwriting chaotic note taking it's okay so we're going to go back to where we was talking about their father's World War II parachute. We did find a Pete Rogers that was in World War II. And let's see here. He was the son of Virgil and Minnie Rogers. And he was awarded the Purple Heart, the French... Crocs de Guerre of the European African Middle Eastern Campaign, medal with the Bronze Star Service and Arrowhead, the World War II Victory Medal, the Honorable World War II Lapel Button Service. And some of this, just to explain what kind of guy this was, Sergeant Rogers was a squad leader of a mortar group when his squad became pinned down and in an attempt to draw fire, Sergeant Rogers moved away from the squad and intentionally made himself visible to the German machine gunners as a means of distraction. While his squad was able to retreat to safe ground, Sergeant Rogers was killed instantly by the German fire. This man to save his troops literally stood out in front of the enemy and let them shoot him while the rest of his guys retreated to safety. He was definitely a true hero. Yeah. I think the only thing that he's, uh, he's missing, he should have got, they should give him a medal of honor for that. I agree. Cause I mean, that's ultimate sacrifice to save others. Most definitely. Insert long, awkward silence. Yeah, well, I mean, you can hop in. You've just been cracking jokes. <laughs> yeah, chaotic, remember? Chaotic? I'm not even going to get into it. That's a shame. You know, we forgot to mention that while you were still doing some of the interview, I'd walk around and take pictures throughout the house. Mm -hmm. And she had made a claim, correct, that she saw somebody sitting at the end of her bed? Yes. She woke up and... Something woke her up, 
and she saw a dark figure near the doorway of her bedroom, in her bedroom near the doorway. And she thought it was her husband, but then she realized her husband was laying in the bed right next to her. And the, and the right. figure, the figure walked off, disappeared. The dog got up and ran into the hallway. And then nothing. Right. So I remember hearing something about that. So I went back there to take pictures and I was taking multiple angles, but I was taking two, three pictures in a row of the same area. And I had taken two consecutive photos towards the end of the bed where the door was and caught a black shadowy mist. I didn't feel ill or evil intent from whatever was there. And that's just my personal opinion on it because I am pretty sensitive when it comes to stuff like that. I'm surprised you I didn't feel nothing evil. It. Huh? So I'm surprised you're even talking about it because you generally, you mention it, but you don't ever tell anybody. You just kind of mention it in the group that you're an empath and you don't like it. You don't want to open up to it. You're kind of scared of it. So you try your best to ignore it. Aaron, on the other hand, Aaron's like, nope, it's time to go. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you acknowledge it, it knows it has the upper hand at that point. So I keep my guard up. I um, do it with people, too. That's why I'm so uh, antisocial and kind of withdrawn. Now, going back into the room again where we got Pete Rogers and I was called an idiot. We also picked up some audio recording that sounds like a man saying we're going to die. Now, I'm not going to say the name of it, but there's a, a cave system out there where they are. And during the Civil War, both the Union soldiers and the Confederate soldiers at one point in time held up in this cave system. Now, it's complete speculation. We don't think that it was answering or talking to us, uh, answering any of our questions. I think it was more of a, just a residual speech that it could just be one of those soldiers scared. Because I think we got a, they, we also got, they found us. Or no, we found them. Yeah. Yeah, we heard we found yeah, them. Yeah. And then, I don't know, two minutes later, we got the, we're going to die. Yeah, to me, it was, like you said, it was residual. And when we was, you know, doing the EVP session, and we was going back and replaying the EVPs, it was really weird hearing the playback just because it almost like it took you back to a time and you could see, you know, them hiding for cover, you know, because so 
Katie had to stop for a second. She was being summoned. So she had to hop off the mic. Let me make sure nothing's going on. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know how long she's going to take. So this is probably going to be cut out of the final edit. Okay, so on today's episode of What Crazy Shit Can Go Wrong, where Katie lives, let's just say my dog was going completely insane, and my husband runs outside with the gun because he didn't know it was out there, and there was a coyote in our yard. Yes, folks, a coyote. Gotta love living in the country. This is why I don't go outside at night by myself. (laughs) Husband just came in, damn coyote. It's a good thing it wasn't a wolf. He might have huffed and puffed and blew your sideways house down. That's very possible. He'd have to have some hellacious lungs, though. Going back to the investigation, after we had the possible residual talking, later on in the investigation, we got something else. We was like, Asking questions, you know, who are you? Why are you here? And we get clean as clear as day. I didn't say a word. I literally said at the table, I heard it and then I rewinded it, paused it, said, everybody listen again. Tell me what you hear. And then we replayed it a couple of times. Everybody at the table said we they heard. I serve the devil. It does involve somewhat kind of like the neighbor, the upstairs neighbor. If he's doing these satanic rituals and stuff like that, it could have been something there that said it. It could have been him. They, he might have showed up after we already got started and we didn't know it. We might have overheard him on the audio. I don't know. And folks, this is by no way like degrading or talking bad about anybody who practices witchcraft because I myself practice witchcraft. Um, We don't, I'm not into the satanic stuff, but if that's what you're into, cool. Do you. But yeah, keep it to yourself because not everybody wants to open a portal for demons. Yeah, just like any, any kind of religion of any sort. You do you. Keep it to you. If somebody asks you questions about it, sure, go ahead and give them some answers. Tell them about it and stuff like that. But if they're not hunting for it, they're not asking about it, keep it to yourself. Exactly. Now, the client is still experiencing some stuff. What we discussed and discovered there, we think majority of it was just dust particles and moisture in the air. We think that it was just the high EMF and uh, the high output of low frequency sound waves coming that was causing majority of the activity that they were experiencing. Now, I say this because it seems like, now, there could be something there. It did not poke its ugly little head out and show it to us. 
we don't have any definitive proof that there is something there. But since we have left, we've stayed in contact with the client, still in contact with them to this day, talk on a daily basis. They have been experiencing some more stuff going on. And we've done this uh was it October, November? It was a little while ago. We would normally would have already put this out. But we've been waiting because they've been talking to their church and their lead pastor, and they were going to do a cleansing ceremony. So we wanted to wait before we put this out so we could see how that went, see if anything's still going on. Unfortunately, with the recent tornado that just passed through, it caused some issues. It done a lot of damage, and they've had to push that back out. They had to reschedule the cleansing ceremony. So we will keep you updated on that as follows. But right now, I've been talking to them. They've been doing what they can to try to combat any of the rising issues. They uh, are listening to music that just makes them happy, brings them joy. Uh, Their particular music that they like to listen to is uh, Elvis gospel music. They've been sprinkling, sprinkling holy oil and holy water. They've been using smudging spray and along with uh, their prayers daily. Now in the last, I want to say four days, because like I said, I've talked to them. We've been keeping in touch every day. And so far in the last four or five days, they haven't reported back to me saying that they've had any issues. They have uh, discussed that because of the devastation and everything that happened and the church having to push it out because they're busy with many, many things, they pushed it out till January. I don't know the exact date. I wasn't given that. They were talking about maybe reaching out to... uh, Catholic church and seeing if they might come and do an exorcism on their apartment. Um, I haven't heard back from that yet. I don't know if they'll be able to get that because usually in order for the Catholic church to get involved, you have to have definitive proof. You have to have a lot of evidence saying that it's something demonic. Yeah. It takes a, a significant amount of evidence, support, and everything to get approved. Now, this cleansing ceremony that her church is doing, the way she explained it to me is it will be three days. It was going to be a Friday afternoon, then all day Saturday, at the church. And then on Sunday, they were going to come back to 
the apartment and all day Sunday do a cleansing of the entire apartment and do the final, it'd be an exorcism Sunday night. She was only able to do the Friday part and then Friday night the tornado hit, wrecking havoc, destroying a lot of buildings, devastating a lot of people's lives. And she was unable to get herself to the church. She is fine. Her family's fine. They wasn't injured. But a lot of people in the area that she did know was not so fortunate. You're sitting there just staring at me. Yeah. I'm waiting to jump in if I can think of what I want to put in. (laughs) Yeah. See. I I was not as prepared as normal. I don't think you were prepared at all. You were just like, I'm a wing it. I remember everything. And then it came down to it and you're like, I don't remember none of it. <laughs> well, see, you had the notes because you was the first person to initially, you know, talk to the client. Then you had the questionnaire from the interview with all the answers written down. And you have all of the collected footage. You have all of the collected footage. Yes. (laughs) Our highlights being the EVPs that we caught and the black shadowy mist. No, no, we didn't. There was, like I said, nothing poked his ugly little head out. And it could, I mean, we're not saying that, you know, there's nothing there because, you know, there's been cases of people who have experienced things and it's all quiet whenever outsiders are there. Yeah, and it's no no surprise. They just don't like me. They, they'll freely talk really? to... What? That's no surprise to you? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they'll talk to you. They'll talk to Courtney some. But if I get anything out of any any uh, EVP, it's always something rude or hateful or just nothing at all. Well... We did get an EVP that was insulting Allie. Okay. In that back bedroom, when we was all back there, we let her have a turn too. Oh. And I heard it plain as day when it happened. It clearly said, whore. <laughs> and I was going, did anybody else hear that? And y'all kept saying, no, no. So I went back and whenever I was going to the footage, I could still hear it. And I was like, I'll be damned. I knew I heard that. Like, it's there. So whenever y'all finally watch the video, it's there. Allie, I haven't got the video yet. I haven't got to do the ed- the final editing on it. But if it's there, it's going in the video. And I just want you to be uh, forewarned and to let you know I'm sorry. And uh, to Courtney and Aaron, I'm sorry. 
it's still not as bad as uh what what Katie's husband did. What what did my husband do? Where he thought it was Oh you. yeah. You know <laughs> the story for another time, people. Uh, story no. for another time. Yeah, we'll keep that one to ourselves. Let's just say that uh it was awkward. It happened I don't know, three years ago, somewhere around in there. And he still And gets, he is not living it down. No, nope, he still gets picked on all the time. I don't have anything right now that I can think of, unless you've seen anything else in the footage or you can remember anything else from the footage. I don't have anything else. I've not really seen anything else in the footage. Like I said, there are a few other EVPs that we really didn't catch on right at the time, but I kind of want to leave those in there for other people to kind of give their input. I don't want to like say everything. Cause you know, when you're hearing EVPs, if you tell somebody I hear this, mm-hmm. They're going to hear what you're hearing 90% of the time. Yeah. So I want to leave some of them and leave them open-minded for the people who are viewing them. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. And uh, in close. We are... Perinatural Unveiling. You can find us on YouTube. You already know where to find our podcast, but we are on Anchor, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcast. You can also find us on your favorite day-to-day go-tos like Facebook, TikTok, or Instagram. And we are sharing stories now on Reddit. If you want to reach out to us for questions about our content or have a story you want to share, send us an email at ips.crew21 at gmail.com. There's a link to all of our media in the description, so head on over there to find us on your preferred platform to view our content as we continue growing in our investigations. And until next week, keep keep searching. searching.